Hello, everyone. This is a Film for Fans podcast instant reaction to No Time to Die. I am here. This is Ryan Dunley. I am here with uh, David Dixon and Jason Dixon to give our instant reaction. So, guys, uh, what do you think? Initial impressions. What do you think? I thought it was really good. I was not sure what to expect coming in. I've heard some people say it was good. Some people say it was bad. Of course, you get that with every movie, but I thought it was really good. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I did not. It did not feel like it was almost a uh, three-hour-long movie. I thought that the pace was good. I was, are we allowed to give away spoilers on this, or are we not allowed to give away spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, start with your initial but, reaction, and then we'll. Yeah, I mean. Pfft. And then we'll, we'll I mean, get into that. Yeah. The ending, I thought, I was not expecting the ending. That's, I mean, of course, yeah. That's not the way I, I thought I thought it would go, but... It it's de- definitely a fitting end to the Daniel Craig era of James Bond. I mean, when you think about the story that they wove from beginning to end, you would tell there was a clear attempt to tie up pretty much every loose end mm-hmm. that they've woven since Casino Royale. Yeah, what was interesting about that is you had tie-ins to every single movie, really except Quantum of Solace. Yeah, for the most part. Which it's remember almost, that was in that funny it, time yeah. of mm-hmm. writer stuff and all that. Yeah, so it was interesting that I mean you can tell what they thought the strength of these, of the Bond movies are and how they yeah. would rank them. Yeah, and what's really funny is you know any good story regardless of what it is, is about the growth of the character. Yeah. Like, you should always be able to see where the character starts and where the character ends. Uh, and it was the same with this. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the static James Bond, who was the no. womanizer, slick guy. Mm-hmm. Well, some of those things are still there. <laughs> but my point is, is that there was a clear change of character between the mm-hmm. Bond you saw in Casino Royale all the way through to the end of this one. Yeah. Yeah, there's the this. I think that's the strength of of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, but in particular this one. What I loved about Casino Royale was that it gave him a soul, as it were. Yeah, and you, you know? saw that soul had you, to change, yeah, and grow, and yeah, and you actually got to see him care about people. Yeah, well, and, and struggle with it. Yeah, and struggle with it. Yeah. You know, I told you guys uh, when we walked out there that this movie was uh, very Logan ish. It's an interesting comparison. Because it reminded me of the conversations that uh, uh, Wolverine had with Mm -hmm. Professor X and the changes in his character that you saw over that period. Yeah, the difference is I actually liked this one when I watched it the first time. <laughs> no, no, I did, no, you need to go I back. Did, you need to go I back and not, watch that one. I, then. I know I need to watch it again, but I did not like Logan. I it just bothered the whole thing just bothered me. No, you need to go but, back and watch that but one. But you're not wrong in that it had a similar feel. It had a similar feel of, of a journey's end. Yeah. I just didn't think I thought it was much more uplifting as opposed to Logan being much more See, I, cynical. I, I, I feel like I'm Logan gonna, was gonna, significantly more cynical. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because I think some <laughs> of that has to do with the timing of the release. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, here, I, I mean, certainly certainly optimism in, the, in, in there. Uh, I mean, I love the some of the closing pieces there. I know we're not trying to do spoilers, but some of the lines that were read, some of the lines given by the characters in like the closing act of the film were really 
we're really about like living life, yeah, embracing uh, what's good, uh, questioning like, like is freedom worth it? Yeah, you know. And you but, got a sense of that because you got a sense that there was there was a, a particular scene, and this isn't a huge spoiler. There's a specific scene between Mallory and Bond where he's talking about he's like, I'm trying to defend this. Yeah, and and this meaning England, this well, meaning it's our funny way he, of life. It's funny because he he our, even hesitated our culture, to, our yeah. way of life. It's like I don't know if I can, which is very fitting. I don't know if I can, but this is what I'm here for. I'm here right. to defend our way of life. Yeah, and maybe that meant I went too far. Yeah, but yeah, that was also an interesting in theme there. of the movie that that the idea that technology or our ability to manipulate the natural world perhaps is not the answer. Yeah, there are limits to that. Yeah. That there there still are lines that you cannot cross on yeah. that front. Yeah. Yeah, and that seems to be a, a theme picked up over recent movies as well, where there's this idea that it, something in humanity that has been around for a long time that's been somehow lost in the last couple years or last decades that that people are waking up to mm-hmm. and telling stories where people later in life are recognizing some of the mistakes or errors or struggles of their way and yeah. going back and saying, perhaps I needed to have done this different. Yeah. And that was the story of Bond yeah. in this movie. So what's, what surprised you most? <sighs> surprised. I mean, surprised. I thought we were going to get a little more uh, Ana de Armas. <laughs> yeah. I, sure. I, I, was, I, was, I was like, hoping for more of her. <laughs> Honestly. Um, she was very good. In sure hope your wife's not listening to she this podcast. Oh, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. Um, surprise. We before we came. Uh, <laughs> uh, surprise. I mean, obviously the ending's a big yeah, surprise. I, for me, it was kind how, of the, how it ended, for the, sure. The twist that came about, eh, you know, half to two-thirds of the way mm. through was a little bit... I mean, not that it's hasn't been done before, but you're a little like... It's just something they don't normally do in a James Bond movie. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that's why it's probably a surprise. I was surprised at the emotional weight of the film. It mm. really, really carried emotional yeah. weight. Yeah, I mean, because that's something from like the old James. I mean, you Bond, think of like, Pierce yeah. Brosnan yeah. being emotionally yeah. like, Pierce yeah, yeah. never. Like they were so cheesy compared <laughs> to like yeah. Daniel Craig's like, Bond. There was no such. There was no such thing as a vulnerable James Bond. And this is by far, I mean, even compared to Casino Royale, this is by far the most vulnerable yeah. James yeah. Bond. And actually, you've probably ever seen. the most he's been since then. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Skyfall yeah. was that way quite a bit, but mm-hmm. they've carried they've carried some of that out throughout the Bond movies to lesser to, yeah. to greater and lesser success. But yeah. this one, not only was it tremendous, but it really worked. Yeah, it really hit home well, yeah. and not not in a superficial way, or not in a we're trying to manipulate this yeah. or force this on the character. It felt genuine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it felt genuine because of the the build up to it, mm-hmm. uh, the use of the characters over multiple movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, from like Leah Sado's character uh, and stuff like that. That you you as long as you know if you've seen those other movies, you brought the emotion with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely there. And that was surprising to me because with a few, like, they they really don't ever bring, quote-unquote, Bond girls back. Yeah. Because right. they're all disposable right, in, right. A, in a way, sense of form. Even the, the, I would say the best one up to this point was Vesper. 
but because of the way the story landed, mm-hmm. she died. Right. And so you couldn't even bring her back. So right. it, was, it, it was interesting just at the very onset that they would they bring had her back, back in and, the movie. Yeah. And, and actually, the beginning scene picked up a story right out of Spectre yeah. that mm-hmm. you heard told verbally, yep. but you never saw, and then you get to see it in the beginning of this film. Yeah, what a tremendous... Those first few moments were tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, from opening. the flashback to the like, to the scene the, in Italy, mm-hmm. the creepiness yeah. of that opening scene. Yeah, I mean it. Re- like the the way it was shot. Yeah, and and the moments were really really yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was it was an excellent yeah. opener. It's funny that you used to talk about the emotional weight though, because there were a couple moments there where Bond said something or did something where it almost didn't feel like a Bond movie. Mm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. split second here and there, but you just kind of had that moment of like. This is different. This isn't yeah. quite the James Bond that we're accustomed to. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. It was just a, you know, you had that sense mm-hmm. as you went through. And it, I thought it was, you have something. No, no, go ahead. I, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. There were some moments of how it was shot. Yeah. Like they did a lot of solo close-up shots. They did. It was really interesting how they do when they had when they wanted to create a moment. There was a lot of face, yeah, close I mean, up on the mm-hmm. face, right in the center of the screen, so that you got the emotion. And we saw yeah. an IMAX, so really yeah, yeah. stood yeah. out. I mean, in that, IMAX. that one scene where you're getting the James Bond, his look mm-hmm. at the you know the one of the reveals that yeah. happens there. I mean, you're like. You get his whole face on this on the screen. It was like pretty big. And I also think this is one of the most character-driven Bond films that I've ever seen, because so many of them it's about the lo- like Skyfall. The characters were great, but the locations mm-hmm. were spectacular. Yeah, right. And the locations were were amazing. This one was not nearly as much about the locations. It was not as much about the setting. It was not as much about you know. The it still had them, the, but yeah, not that it didn't yeah, have, right. but it, it was not at the forefront like no. it has. In, but I, I did enjoy how frequently the theme of water came up, which has mm. kind of been like this Bond's nemesis. Yeah, uh, that element, you know, from oh. the scene with Felix Berlin, right? So I mean, going back yeah. to Casino Royale, and then of course all the pieces with water at the end of the film. You know, there was just a lot of there was a lot of scenes with that. That's not that's not normally how it goes. Yeah, which was fascinating. What did you uh, What did you think of Rami Malek? I mean, I I, I know the movie was three hours long <laughs> as it was, um, but I would have I, I would have I would have sat around for more of his backstory. Yeah, for that to be I developed, agree. a few more scenes with him. I he did such a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read in some of the lead up that he didn't want this to be like a. Uh, he didn't want to be some sort of like political or religious fanatic. Mm-hmm. He wanted this to be like a, just a true bad guy, and I feel like he was. I yeah, mean, he I had his own he had his own motivations that were uh, that he actually lays out, and yeah. I think were fascinating uh, and a really uh, yeah, parallels to some things going on in our world today. But he played it so well. Yeah, he was creepy in the like legit creepy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, you know, maniacal in the ways that needed to be m- maniacal. So I would, I would have given for a little more scenes with him. I would agree. I would agree. I, yeah, they didn't do a good job with his backstory. I had, I had some questions there, but overall, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they did explain it. It was just they did, but not yeah. not. I, I would have liked some more. And that's the first movie I've seen him in. I know he's done some other big movies, but that's the first one I've seen him in, and I thought his acting was really good. He played the part very very well. I think movie wise, this is his best role in a movie. Now I'm a big fan of Mr. Robot, so I am very very much a fan of his character. And I didn't Mr. see Robot. the Queen movie he was in too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. But uh, but this I mean I know he won a he won an an Oscar for his role in mm-hmm. that one but I would still say I liked mm-hmm. him better in this yeah. but um, it was fascinating how he shows up at the beginning and then he's just a mysterious enigma for the next hour yeah, hour yeah. fifteen minutes yeah. of the movie yeah and then and then it's full force but the nice part was is when he was an enigma. Can't even say that word. Um, <laughs> you knew who they were talking oh, yeah. about, mm-hmm. so it wasn't right. like you. They, they set him up enough so that you knew what was happening, yeah. and you knew it was him pulling the strings. Right. So it wasn't like you got to like the second or third act, and it was like, oh, now here's the bad guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You knew who they were talking about. You just didn't see him, mm-hmm. which was I thought was really interesting, because I think it it well, it was like, enough to know what he lines. was doing. But it kept a lot of mystery around him for a long period of time. Yeah. And and that really I, I think that enhanced the first part of the film. The downside is is that by the time you get around to him being the focal point, there's not there's not as much time left yeah, to develop like, that. Yeah, yeah. So they sacrificed like character development and backstory development. Yeah. To keep him as a mystery for yeah. longer yeah. as part of the storytelling. But that sacrifice was made to wrap up loose ends yes. in the Bond story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the I'm sure when the writers sat down, they probably realized this, but recognized that that time was then spent wrapping up pretty yeah. some, some pretty significant storylines yeah. in the Bond story. And this is one of the first times you really felt like... Like... The character of Bond with that actor had an actual arc. Like, there was an actual arc mm-hmm. to his existence. Yes. You didn't, like, let's just say Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no well, He was arc. always the same. Every movie right. was individual. Right. Every movie was individual. There was no development of Bond over yeah. that period of time. This, yeah. and this really came about primary. I mean, there were some threads that, that were weaved in the previous movies. But this movie really did a job of creating... Yeah, an actual arc. Yeah, for the Daniel Craig yeah. movies. But they set that up. I mean, they set that up in two thousand six when they did Casino Royale. Yeah. I mean, the reveal at the end of mm-hmm. Mr. White. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, you know, picking up even Quantum of Solace, which was probably the least liked of the Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. They hinted it at Spectre. Well, you and know, they things picked like off. They, they picked up Spectre. Basically, picked up, and it was his reaction to everything that happened in Casino Royale. Right. Yep. You know, no, they didn't pull it off as well as I would have liked, but no, but no, that was that's what it was. It was his reaction, yeah, to that. But if you were to if you were to put it all in a book, yeah, you know, you know, these are it, the storyline would have made sense. Yeah. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. You would see. I mean, even in Skyfall, which isn't as connected uh, uh, narratively to the other ones. You still see the evolution of his character from discovering who he is, where he came from, to figuring these things out yeah because in skyfall it's where skyfall is where he actually started to deal with his background right deal with his Mm -hmm. deal with his past 
and it's because of what he essentially it was the work that he did in Skyfall yeah. as a character led to yeah. him being able to do what happened to his character yeah. and deal mm-hmm. with what happened to his character in yeah. this one. Yeah. Let's, uh, I mean, we've talked about the character. Let's talk about the action a little bit. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there was uh, some pretty legit fight scenes in yes. this movie. What which, were some of your favorites? Yeah, well, Jason, which one stands out to you? That's, uh, I don't really know if I have one that stands out. I mean, I, I like these type of movies where just James Bond just like, you know what? I'm gonna kill all of you, and you can't stop me. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's just it's just so cool. I mean, yeah, there's it's it's probably I mean, really was... fake, but it's 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 really cool. Yeah, I, I like I just enjoy watching him. Just yeah, I like how he doesn't get hurt in the whole right. thing, but then in real right. life, Daniel Craig gets injured every movie he makes. Exactly. So. Yeah, and like you know, all these things are happening. There's bombs and uh, you know uh, grenades and. Yeah. stuff and he's just like uh, I'm good and I'm James Bond I'm cool still that opening scene which many people saw in the trailer mm-hmm. where uh, Madeline's like James do something yes. and he's like yes alright fine yes <laughs> you know or where he, he like uh, puts the guy in the chokehold and his eye pops his like fake eye yeah. pops out <laughs> Mad Eye Moody I didn't know he's gonna be in this movie I know like, I know crossover yeah. event from yeah. Harry Potter yeah you know <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right you know to just I mean even the way some of the scenes were shot there was that last scene when he was going up the tower Mm-hmm. Where I mean that camera was so close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know how they got that shot because the 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 staircase they the were on was so they, tight. Yeah, the angle. I mean that, that guy. The guy comes really out the door. He he like gets right up in it. Yeah. I mean he's right in his chest before he can even get well, a shot off. And the camera is like in his gut. And there was in right before that there was the scene where there was another there was another single action shot. Yeah. As he went, wormed his way up the yeah. stairwell. Uh-huh. That was a single action yep. shot yeah. the whole way through mm-hmm. yeah. as he went up the stairwell, yeah. which is really cool. I love, love, love single yeah, yeah. action. Yeah. You know, uh, another good thing is, and, you know, Bond movies have typically done a good job at this, but this one just kind of jumped out. Good use of the particular scene where they were at. So, mm-hmm. like, when they were in the forest there up in, uh, in Europe, you know, like, there was the scene with the, uh, the, the trees... Yeah. And stuff that they use, like just good use of the mm-hmm. of the different locale that they were at. Yeah, and I kind of appreciated that there wasn't that much like fake fighting, like in uh, Casino Royale, in the opening where he's he's chasing that guy. They're driving, they're going through the uh, the parkour scene. Yeah, 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 yeah uh-huh. all the parkour stuff, and then they're climbing up these these huge <laughs> cranes, and you're like. Dude, like, there's no way anybody would ever live through this. Like, this one, I mean, yeah, there's some of that stuff in there, yeah, but, like, that, it was that, actual, That's the like, younger James Bond. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> You're not getting that now. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it fighting is more, like, more, yeah. more real, Daniel per Craig's se, I guess. for that these days. Yeah. I did, yeah. I did enjoy, like, that one was probably the one where the setting stood out the best, was the fight scene in Norway. In yeah. the jungle yes. in Norway. Yeah. Um, but I really liked, I really liked the the motorcycle chases in Rome or not uh, Rome Italy. Uh, in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say specifically what right. Italian city. I but I really I really liked some how they used like that mixture of him using the ancient walls and the ancient mm-hmm. yeah, streets yeah. and architecture yeah. uh, to his advantage and, and how they played around with that mm-hmm. setting was was cool. That yeah. was that was fun. Yeah, I mean, even the, uh, I mean, this isn't quite Bond, but it's, you know, when the uh, when the guys broke into that facility in England, mm. I mean, like, like the, the slickness of the laser cutters, yeah. and, I mean, some of the gadgets and stuff were pretty that, sweet, too. That scene felt a little bit more Mission Impossible. 
It did. That it one did. scene yeah. definitely felt Mission Impossible, which I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Because these movies all borrow from each other in terms of in terms of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean. I guess wrapping things up here since we're a little deep into yeah. this, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'd say just, just a solid movie mm-hmm. and a fitting end to the Daniel Craig Bond set. Yeah. I think they've set a new bar mm-hmm. for what Bond can be like. Yeah. Um, I think they've also raised the bar for the growth of the character over time mm-hmm. and whoever steps into Bond next, regardless of who that is, uh, you know, they're definitely going to have, have to, uh, bring it because it, there's just yeah i mean it's just the the bar has been set so much higher yeah i think you know there was two of the bond craig movies i thought were weaker and two that were very very strong and so my question going in was which set would this one belong to mm-hmm. yeah it definitely belongs in the stronger set oh, yes. yeah and i think the way they did this one um for me redeems specter significantly yeah yeah, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like, this is, it is the end of the arc. I mean, yeah. they they bring that loud and clear from, pretty much from right, right in the beginning, mm-hmm. where it's pretty much, this, this is the, uh, the final ride for James Bond. Yeah. Final thoughts, Jason? I want to know who you guys think is going to be the next James Bond. <laughs> I actually think it'll be somebody, I mean, if they're going to restart again, It'll probably be somebody younger. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I, I definitely think they're gonna skew younger on this one. Um, It'll be interesting to see what era they bring it in. Yeah, because you know even the concept here in this one was like Bond was like the older seasoned one, and you know they kind of already did the whole gadget thing. Well, he was so older and seasoned, but they also showed him like getting his double O status. Yeah. in the first like movie. in the first movie yeah. they they brought him in as a young kind of. Yeah, right. I mean, and I guess that was 06, But then by so. the third movie, they're right. all talking about how I'm being washed up. Right. Yeah, so yeah. right. There was, yeah. there was a real yeah, quick that, that, transition that, that there. Was, yeah. 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 I don't really see how much time passes between yeah. each one. But I, I think right. it'll be somebody younger. It'll probably be somebody less lesser known. Oh, you think so? Okay. I don't think it's going to be the big names that they, that yeah, they have been, thrown around, now. been yeah. thrown around. I think it's going to be somebody younger. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing what Tom Hardy could do with it. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to get it. No, Tom I don't. Hardy's he's really already, already got. An, he's got enough of an establishment that I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's really in the. I mean, if the they running, if but. they if they decided to go that route, it's more of a bridge. Yeah. Than a, a neck the next arc. But I mean, think about this: Daniel Craig's first one was two thousand six. Yeah. Right. So it's been fifteen. So years. it's been fifteen years. So yeah. who's going to be? Who, Tom Hardy's not going to buy in for fifteen years. No. No, and he well, they're talking about. Um, Idris Elba too. He's already yeah. He's I think fifty he's, years old. I think his right time. Now. His he would have been the guy had had Daniel Craig quit after Casino or after I mean, uh, I would, Skyfall. I, right. I could take, had he been done after Skyfall? I think I, it would I have could been take a film. Film. I mean, just to hear have his voice be Bond for a second, just, <laughs> just to have him go bold. You know, like because yeah. like, his voice is so awesome. I mean, like, his, really. his time came and went. I think. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's. Yeah. I don't think it's. I mean, if they wanted to go with a, a black Bond, you know, John David Washington mm. would be. Uh, is that the guy from? Bridgerton? Oh, no, okay. Yeah, the problem is, is that they really haven't gone with anyone who isn't a Brit. That's true. That's true. And I so mean, they, John David Washington would yeah. be excellent, but, yeah, but I don't not. know that they're going to want an American to do it. Yeah. I think, I just think they're not. Yeah, they, and have, I'm not they from, have stayed pretty true to off the Off the top of my uh, head, I can't, I can't think of a ton of other 
yeah, British, like younger British actors. You never you know, know though, because there's a lot of people that end up being British. You don't even realize, right? right it's true. Right. It's true. Because <laughs> true. in half their movies, yeah, they don't have an accent. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah you'd have to kind of go back and look. Which is Daniel Craig British? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, okay, he there is. You there you go. Wasn't Sean Connery Scottish? Scottish, yeah. But I mean, I mean, close enough. It's a great, great Britain. <laughs> right. Scottish. I mean, right. depends you who know, you ask. Right. As, as the one one line was, "How many countries are in this country?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, well, was that's that true. Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. How many countries are in, in this, this country? country? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is it for our instant reaction on Tenet. Uh, look on forward tenet, to... You mean, sorry, Tenet. <laughs> yeah, on No Time to Die. Um, uh, look forward to a written review coming soon on filmforfans.com. Until next time, enjoy the movies.